Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. You've joined Rosie on the House, and it's our goal that we make this three hours every Saturday morning your happy place. We can start a letter writing campaign. I've actually approached management of the radio station saying, look, during our three hours, we don't want any national news. We don't want any infectious data updates. Just wipe all that out of the broadcast during Rosie on the House because we want to make Rosie on the House one big happy place for everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We're talking about the fact that we've been voted the number one contractor referral service in the state of Arizona for 12 years in a row. We've been on for 32 years helping the with the intent of helping you, the Arizona homeowner, take care of your house, home, castle, or cabin. In those 32 years, there's over 4,000 hours of broadcast. We have handled, we, we have published over 1,000 newspaper articles across the state of Arizona. We've answered over 12,000 questions. We have delivered by email for subscription requests only 7.8 million newsletters. We have answered 26,000 questions midweek at our office. We've given over 1 million contractor referrals with a 98% approval rate and a 100% I will refer rate. That's, that's what we do for you, the Arizona homeowner. We have 1.8 million YouTube impressions, and we have distributed over 100,000 Rosie on the House homeowner calendars. You know, when you're around long enough, you just pile up a few things. And we're here for the purpose of helping you. This is a call-in talk show. You reach us by dialing one 767 Why don't you be the 120,000 and first phone call? <laughs> The next call will put us past 120,000. So why don't you be that person by dialing one 767 I love piling up these statistics and the testimonies we get on how we help make this Saturday morning worth all 32 years. Well, you know, your mojo's reaching past Arizona at this point. A lot of times our snowbirds go home and they want maybe the calendar delivered to Minnesota or yes. Ohio. Um, and then, of course, there's the Internet machine kind of has thrown us out there. I just wanted to tell you on Facebook this morning, uh, the latest request I've got for a calendar is from Algeria. He says, I would be so happy. Is if, that like if you would send me. Algeria, Florida? No, like Africa. The no. country, North Africa. <laughs> and not Algiers near New Orleans. <laughs> that's okay. what, that's yeah, my, that's, that, that's that could be my, that could be it too as well. <laughs> so now, Roseanne, that's like the Marines. We've been to the shores of Tripoli. <laughs> Maybe. How about that? And then um, 
Also got a phone call from a gentleman who just found us this Today? morning. Uh-huh. Uh, did you see the phone light up a couple of times with the same number? So he's from Alabama. Okay. And he was such a thick um, Southern accent, which I love. I'm always looking for those. Hey, where are you from? You know, but I was really convinced, Rosie, he was one of your cousins from Louisiana. Pulled well, my could leg be. this morning. That, that could be. But that could he, be. he actually called <laughs> back to tell me he'd solved his problem. But he wanted to thank you guys for the information you have on the Internet. So um, I told him, if, you know, we're really Southwest specific, so we might not be able to answer all his questions. But so we helped him today. So calendars going to Algeria and solving propane odor problems at a trailer in Alabama. <laughs> there you go. But we're really here for you, the Arizona homeowners. One triple eight. We've got calls beginning to fall in now. One triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Romy, I've got. We always talk about the find of the week. Last week after the show, I had to run up I seventeen up to Deer Valley and drop off some furniture for a sister in law, and so I wasn't going to get that close to Sportsman's Warehouse and not stop. You can't do that. You can't just drive by Sportsman's Warehouse, right? And then I thought, well, I've got a few extra minutes. I'm going to go cross the highway and get over to Woodworker Source. I found the most cool saw. It is four blades, razor blade sharp. It's called a Zona. It comes from Connecticut. It's made in America. I can, I've never seen a saw like this, and I can think of a million uses for it. It's only about eight inches long. It's got four different blades, and they are absolutely razor sharp. Folks, when you use a saw, a saw blade has its teeth offset from each other. So when you draw, if you want to cut a board 12 inches long, you put your tape measure on the end, you stretch it, you scratch a crow's foot etching with a fine point pencil at 12. Then you take your tri-square or your speed square, you set the lead of the pencil on the point of that crow's foot, slide your speed square to touch the pencil without moving it, and then you strike your line. Then if you want a perfect 12 inches, you know which saw you're using, and you make sure the saw kerf just touches that line. This is this. This is skinnier than a hacksaw blade, and it is sharp as a razor blade. That will be the skinniest saw kerf. And we're talking. Last week we were talking about uh, great remodeling tricks and tips that you can dress up your house for low money. And one of the things we talked about was redoing baseboard and crown molding. This would be the perfect saw for doing that back cut on your crown molding coping cuts. And it's all four blades. And you just twist that little screw off, put the blade in that you want. Oh, you can. Oh, okay, I got yeah. it. You, you, they all store together, but they when store, you're using it, you pull them you, apart. Okay, I'm like, how are you going to make that work with all those other blades on there? Found that <laughs> at Woodworkers Supply, Woodworkers Wood Source, source uh, on uh, Black Canyon Freeway, there about uh, Yorkshire, and uh, it's called a Zona I saw. Think, I think they have another one in Tempe too. They do, they do, and this made in America comes out of Bethel, Connecticut. So. Boy, I've gotten a few good things from there. Uh, Woodworker source. When, when you when you look through the tool cabinet 
in my garage and then the tool cabinet in the cabinet shop. A, a naive person could think Rosie's got every tool in the world, but that's not true. I didn't have one of those. <laughs> and you wouldn't use this to cut plywood, though. No, no, no. These are like really fine little cuts. This is like precision oh. woodworking. Oh. You could cut uh, dovetail joints with cabinetry. That. Oh, uh, furniture making. Yes. Um, it, wood just sculpting. The, the final finishing cuts on your crown molding or your baseboard on your miter joints. Oh. Could you use that to shave too? It's yeah, that thin. I mean, it, it's, it's <laughs> that. It's why don't that you sharp. try, Gary? Okay, come, bring come it in. Come test that for <laughs> us. Come in here and sit in the chair, Gary. Let's... <laughs> oh man! But last week we were talking about some remodeling trip tricks and tips that'll save you money. And we talked about when you do and when you don't consider refinishing your your kitchen and your bath cabinets. There's there's a time where refinishing makes sense, but there's also a time when refinishing doesn't make sense. We talked about relining your bathtub. We talked about installing crown moldings and baseboards. And you can find that article. It cuts newspaper. At, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's razor blade sharp. I'm telling you, it's incredible. So we talked about all that last week. Now, this week, we're going to talk about what trends we've seen the uh, and I and I started the hour by saying I didn't want to talk about any infectious diseases. I, aren't aren't you just tired of hearing those numbers? Aren't you just sick of hearing the data? Um, give it a break, right? Let's just ignore it for a little while. Uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to cover today is what has this pandemic done to home remodeling trends? We touched on it a couple weeks ago. I polled several remodelers from across the country, and most of them basically said, we haven't seen the stay-at-home orders impact remodeling other than, or change what people want to do, other than it has driven up the urgency with which they want to tackle the project. So the kitchen remodel, the couple were talking about getting to someday, maybe interest rates dropped to 2%. Home appraisal appreciation rates continue to climb. They're sitting at home all day long. And now all of a sudden this someday, let's think about the kitchen remodel. They look, we can refinance our home. We've got enough equity in it. We're going to go from a four and a quarter percent to 2%. Our payment's going to be the same. And we can have all the money we need, boom, to finish this kitchen remodel. That's what we saw in this year. But as I aired that question out into my network of remodelers across the country, this last week, I did get some feedback back from several of them about specifically what they're seeing the pandemic driving in home remodeling. So we want to get to that. We do have some callers that are loading up, and it is a call-in show. We are here for you, the Arizona homeowners. Uh, and if you have a cousin in Algeria that would like a calendar, <laughs> we've got one going that way. We can just, like, double wrap them and get them there at the same time. So I'm glad you're tuned in. I hope we're bringing a smile to your face, and I hope we're driving up your appreciation for your Arizona home. We'll be right back. 
That sounds good, Gary. Great choice. Lighthearted. Toe tapping. You gotta love it. That's for Jay Harper. The song's called The Seashores of Old Mexico. All right. <laughs> let that melody, let that tune just saturate your heart with good feelings. Let it let it float through the air, out your windows, over to your neighbor's yard. Touch them with kindness. Touch them with a little Rosie on the house. Let's go to Ed, who's called in. Let's... One. Triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation when the auto attendant answers, just hit number one to bypass the message. That'll put you straight into the studio. If you need to snap a picture, you can send that to email via email to info at rosieonthehouse.com or just a quick text to four one one nine two three. But it is home improvement. We're not answering questions like what time's the Bills game. <laughs> what seriously the last question we got asked on the text <laughs> uh, what time is it what time is the saints game that's what i want to know well gary will answer that that's right okay well, i was giving statistics on what rosie on the house has accomplished over the last uh 32 years we are bringing ed into the conversation who now officially becomes our twelve thousand and one answer we're giving over the air. Good morning, Ed. My goodness. Well, that's a great honor to talk to you, Rosie, especially <laughs> after all you've gone through. My God, you, you, I was going to say, you and Mark Salem both are both just resilient as heck. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, that's scary. You know, if it, happened, if it happened to me like what happened to Mark with a horse falling on me, I'd be like a dried-up cow pasture patty out there in the desert somewhere. Uh, eat, and then you... Both of you guys are so really, really, really resilient. No, I have an easy question and a hard question. Okay, well, let's, let's start with the easy one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, okay. This could be my lecture then. Uh, Rosie, I, I can't believe my age. I'm going to have to build another house because I ran out of room. Okay. I'm a hoarder. Okay. Here's the okay. thing. Um, I, you need you need to stay tuned next hour. We're bringing in someone, Bridges Connor, uh, getting organized with Bridges. She's going to be our guest next hour, so stay tuned. Okay, go on. You're building oh my, a house. Oh, my God. Well, the reason why is I have properties, and I, when I redo something, I take furniture out or add things, and I take it to my house. I don't have the ability to do it again to go to Goodwill and drop it off. So here I am, look like a dumb hobo with all the stuff in my house. But the thing is, uh, uh, to build a new house now, uh, what's your preference on the yeah, on the building? Is it going to be with a with a two by six with a good insulation, or you still like block and insulate the block and the stucco? Oh, you're right. That is an easy question. Listen, just on January fifth, we did an article on what you need to know as a first time Arizona home buyer. And one of the very first things we mentioned is if you're going to buy a home in Arizona or build a home in Arizona. If you build it out of masonry, you are going to have the freedom in the future to get around and see our great state. You build the home out of silly sticks and stucco, and you are going to be spending a lot of time maintaining your home. Hands down, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Masonry is the way to go. Period. Okay, so that's the easy question. What's the hard question? 
Yeah, because the reason why I, I was really curious about the masonry is I have this design I have in, in mind has a lot of the uh, arches and things like that, kind of like a Southwest contemporary. Okay. With a little bit of Mediterranean. So anyway, a lot of arches. So that's why I say it's going to be a little bit tougher to build for that reason. It's not just a square home with a simple square uh, windows, things like that. But, you know, okay, hey, I'll take well, that. What you, got, what, you got, what you got to remember is if you study uh, building history, uh, all the first arches were masonry. I was going to say, picture the Roman <laughs> cathedral. Oh, sure. It's easier it's to build. Them. It's easier to build a long-standing arch in masonry than it is to build a long-standing arch in anything else. So just know that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You, what you did, I'm going to stay with that too. Uh, now, here's a hard question. I I had a property and I let go uh, on the back uh, backyard. We had so many birds and things like that. Uh, there was focus through the grass. I let everything die, and we've had such a lousy summer when it came to uh, yeah. any you know procreation of uh, weeds. But they're there. They're waiting for that first rain to just germinate and come on up. How do I do? I do I have to physically get the top layer from the seed out of there? Or, no, 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 or, no, 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 no. I, we mentioned earlier. Call my friend Ray Lopez at Scottsdale Weed Control if you're in the Maricopa County area. What you're going to want to do with those big thorn ground crawling stickers, the bullhead uh, thorns, is you're going to want to spray pre-emergent before the seeds actually germinate. You can put a chemical barrier down in the topsoil that will keep anything from growing. That will stop the burrs. And then you give it six months, and then you go in there and you plant what you want. No, you don't have to put up with those. You can conquer them. Uh, this isn't an expensive treatment. Um, and Ray Lopez at Scottsdale Weed Control would be the guy to do it. So appreciate the call. Appreciate the easy and the hard question. Uh, actually, both of those were pretty darn easy. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you, we are going to bottom of the hour news, so we are not going to be able to get to our next call on the line. But it's a perfect opportunity to jump on. When we get back, we'll go straight through the calls, and we've got uh, Zoom rooms to classrooms. That's where we're going. Welcome back, Rosie on the house. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Hitting the, the number one button when the auto attendant answers, and that'll put it right through into the studio. Text also four one one nine two three or email info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need to snap a picture, you need uh, to help explaining what project it is, or you're looking for product or material identification. We can help you that way. Mike's next on the line. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hey, guys. Yeah. You know, Rosie, I was hearing what you're saying about getting rid of the news on Saturday mornings. Boy, I wish KTR would take your recommendation. Boy, that would right. be uh, real nice we, to have. We need to, we need to, start, we need to start a write-in campaign. No, no bad I'll, news. I'll leave, I'll leave the charge. No bad news will ever broadcast during the Rosie on the House three-hour Saturday morning show. Let's, let's start a mail-in Amen. campaign. Okay. All right. Hey, Rosie, quick question. So I'm in McCormick Ranch. Got one of those uh, all brick houses built in the, in the mid 70s. And, um, you know, the problem, it seems like we've got really smelly drains. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know why that is. It seems like about all of them, but especially in the bathrooms, it's just a real foul odor. And just wondering if you had any tips on what, what you know, something I could do to maybe treat that. Okay. Mike, how long have you been in the house? 
About a year and a half. Okay. Has the problem always been there? For most of the time, probably. Okay. I don't okay. remember in the beginning as much. but Okay. Now, does this have a peaked roof or is it a flat roof home? got a it's got a peak it's got a slope to it okay now that's called a ridge line the top of that peak is a ridge line does that ridge line run north and south or east and west so the ridge line then would go north and south okay and on the uh north okay so on the east side of the roof are there any plumbing vents sticking out of the roof Boy, you know what? I'm not at the house right now. I'll have to uh, check on that. Okay, the first, the first thing I would have you do is if you have any plumbing vents penetrating your roof on a sloped roof on the east side of the house or the north side of the house, I would tell you to go buy some ABS pipe, four-inch ABS pipe, and extend all your vents two feet higher than they currently are and see if the problem solves itself. That's that's a $10 solution if you feel comfortable climbing on a ladder and walking on your roof. It's a it's a $100 solution if you need to hire somebody to come do it. It takes all of about 15 minutes to take care of the whole problem. That very well may be all you need to do. You need to get the plumbing vent, the methane gas up high enough above the roof that it carries the odor away. If that's not the problem, Jennifer, what's the product? Uh, he's not on a septic system. He's on, he's on sewer in McCormick Ranch. What's the product we use at home in our plumbing drains? BioClean. BioClean is an enzyme that actually eats the protein in your soil lines that are causing the stink. And where are you buying that, Jennifer? I had to just get it off the internet last time. Sometimes some different plumbers will carry it. Okay. Uh, but you just you put it in at nighttime or when you're going to be away for a little while, you know, a couple of days, it's perfect. Uh, it has to kind of sit in there. And you just treat them once a month, you know, pour it down your kitchen sink and your toilets and your tubs. And I probably scared him half to death because I told him you and I just spent a bunch of money on our pipes. <laughs> but we have septic. It's a little well, different. Well, we have a 60-year-old <laughs> home yeah. uh, that is that uses a septic tank. And we, we actually had to recently line uh, our, our waste lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell you what, Mike, if you'll be the first one to write a letter to Bonneville, <laughs> uh, you're very close to me. I've got your phone number. I'll give you a call. Uh, we, we've, we've got an employee we call the nose. Uh, we'll get the nose over to your house, sniff it out, take a look at the orientation of the home, take a look at the plumbing fixtures, uh, and give you some very distinct recommendations that'll be little to no cost. So save his phone number. That's a follow-up for me to do next week. We'll get by Mike's house with the nose and, uh, sort him out because that that is kind of a a very aggravating very aggravating uh situation especially you don't want to live with that in your home especially when you want to invite guests over (laughs) uh, you've got to always explain it away like i don't know where that came from (laughs) you can't blame it on the dog every time
All right. We're talking about how the pandemic has impacted uh, remodeling. And uh, I get this from a good friend of mine in Michigan, Mr. Ben Thompson, who also has a home improvement radio show uh, on Saturday mornings with the Thompson Home Improvement Hour. And he got wind that I was looking for this kind of information. And he was saying, look, Rosie, here's, here's some of the things that we're seeing from the new stay-at-home status. That uh, you've got to take a look at the kitchen, and it has to be able to support cooking, eating, entertaining, homeschooling, homework, working from home, and watching TV. So that is continuing to drive the trend for kitchen remodeling about tearing down that load-bearing wall between your kitchen and the living room and opening that space up. It's in Arizona, that's a huge trend in kitchen remodeling. Get me out of this eight by 10 footprint, take this wall down and make me a part of the family's activities while they're in the family room. Oh, and while you're at it, give me some new cabinets, countertops, appliances. I'd like to move this here and let's get rid of that fluorescent ceiling and get some recessed cans in here and update the lighting, the ventilation, and the appliances. Romy, when we started kitchen remodeling in Arizona in about 1976, and I went and met people about what they were going to spend on their appliances to remodel the kitchen, I could plug in $1,800, and you'd get a good refrigerator, a good dishwasher, a good cooktop, and a good double oven for $1,800. That's almost what you have to spend now for a decent dishwasher. <laughs> Appliances have gone off the chart, and they, it's supply-side economics. They keep creating benefits to these appliances that once you learn, if you haven't chopped appliances in 10 years, it's going to blow your mind what, what they can do for you. Uh, anymore, when I visit with someone about what they're going to spend on appliances in their kitchen, I can't even start that conversation at less than about $5,500 for decent appliances. And we've got people that spend 12000 just on the refrigerator. And eighteen or twenty thousand dollars on the gas, professional grade ovens and cooktops. So appliances. I think what I'm seeing, and what what Ben Thompson is seeing as well, people are inching up in the appliance notches. Rather than just get something to get by on, they they spring for that little bit extra level of luxury. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be cooking more. And I want this next level. So upgrading appliances is one of the trends that we're seeing in this pandemic. And you've got combined like uh, appliances. You know, you have your fridger, fridge and freezer. You have your oven and range, um, your dishwasher. W when are they going to have an appliance that like will do it all from start to finish? Oh, I don't know. That'd be a that'd be a clumsy work triangle. <laughs> you go from a work triangle to a work dot. You never have to move from this spot. <laughs> you make it a circle, circular pattern. Make it around a, a round island. <laughs> well, I also talked to John Ruder, 
uh, our Rosie certified remodeler down in Tucson at Assurance Builders. And, and he's pretty much saying the same thing, that, the, that they're cooking more, the cabinet quality and the appliance quality he sees in this last year. People are taking the next step. So, John Ruder, if you're contemplating remodeling in Tucson, John Ruder, Assurance Builders, has been Rosie certified for a long time. He'd be a great resource for you to contact. And at Rosie Wright Remodeling, we deal with one particular cabinet line. And we deal with that one cabinet line for a reason. Uh, it's family owned, 100% made in America. And when you call them for, for over 15 years, when you place the order, the cabinets will be built and delivered to your job in three weeks. Not 22 days, but 21 days. You can count on it as well as you can count on the sun coming up tomorrow morning. Let me give you an indication of what this pandemic has done. Wellborn Cabinets sent us a letter on Monday of last week and said for the first time in our history, with the surge of orders we're getting and the COVID-19 work protocol in the factory, we are going to have to extend our delivery date as much as two weeks. <laughs> wow. And so I called Wellborn and I said, guys, are, is this coming in from all over the country or is it one particular area? And they said the only area that is it surging off the charts right now is the far northeast. And the west is bonkers beyond believable. And I talked to a mortgage guy. He said, Rosie, I can tell you seven out of ten mortgages we're looking at funding right now. This can make you cry. Or Californians coming to Arizona. Hey, Rosie. Hey, you, baby. Uh, you want me to make you cry a little bit more? <laughs> this was in the New York Times this week. Yeah. You know, San Francisco and tech has been pretty big the past uh, 20 years. Yes. Now those tech workers who have a lot of equity in their place, oh, boy, do they. they are selling and moving out in droves because now they can work from home. Yeah. One of the trends yeah. is uh, in the Wall Street Journal this week, it talks about how it may change immigration and visas that because you can work from anywhere if you have a work visa you can travel to any place in the country That's any true. place in the world mm -hmm. and set up your computer on the beachfront and boom you're at work so you can travel around the world but you can't go back to your office not without a mask <laughs> goodness <laughs> in that wall street journal there were some neat design ideas this one was laying down on the job i Everyone agreed that we would spend more time sleeping in this work setup than actually working. But it looks like it's reclining. It's, picture yourself being at the dentist office and having your workspace above you. I, I don't get that one at all. Me I guess either. if you had like a bad back or something. 
I, I really can't fathom it. I have to either, either do my stand-up desk or sit on my exercise ball, or else I would fall sound asleep. <laughs> Toyota's working on something they call the Workspace on Wheels. It looks completely uh, unpractical. I, I don't see that one launching off. But what I really liked was the vanishing home office. When you think, okay, we've got to work from home, we need an office space, my mind goes to a room addition. Or gutting a room and completely changing it, remodeling it. But this takes the Murphy bed idea. When you don't need the bed, you fold it up. This yep. is a great idea. That's that's but, a way of looking at it. I never thought about that. It, ah, instead of genius. folding down, though, it slides vertically. So it's an office space cabinet that's about two feet deep, and it goes against the wall. And when you're ready to work, you pull it, and it splits in half. And you know what? It would it would force you. Or, I mean, I'm sure you could still get it messy, but it would force you to keep a clean workspace to close it back. But this is a great way to take a portion of a room. Let's say you have a 10 by 10 area that you could designate to put this up against and have your entire workspace. In, and, the, in the closed position, it's your entertainment wall. It's mm -hmm. your big screen TV. And then when it's time to work, you slide that out and it's a desk on one side with a credenza on the other. No, that I see Who that being that, an extremely Roman? popular. Who makes that? Um, it's around six thousand, six to nine thousand dollars, according to cheaper than a room edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's called O R I. Ori. Ori. Okay. And I'll tell you another thing that we're seeing a big impact on is a lot of people are wanting home gyms. I'll tell you, I would not want to necessarily be in the gym business right now. And I wouldn't want to be in the elderly care facility business right now because it seems like the trend is everybody's coming back home. And I have a shameless request that I'd like to get out on air. One of my exercise pieces of equipment at home is a Nordic track treadmill. And I've walked into six retail outlets that handle exercise equipment. And I say, I just have a favor. I need to know. Who works on Nordic Track? And they all look at me with this look of sympathy and say, sorry, buddy. Nordic Track has grown into being the worst customer service in the industry. You're stuck if you don't like speaking to people on the phone and in chat rooms on the screen. You're going to have to fix it yourself. So surely there's somebody out there that's experienced in repairing Nordic track equipment. I'd sure like to hear from you because I don't want to spend two hours on the phone with a computer analyzing what's wrong with my Nordic track treadmill. I've still got one of the Nordic track original cross country ski machines, <laughs> but home gyms definitely are big and big screen TV. I mean, I invested in that ski machine I turn on the big screen TV, I watch Warren Miller ski movies, and I ski for 30 or 40 minutes. I love it. <laughs>